I get excited about being in the house of the Lord because this is a place where I can really be me. I can really speak what's on my mind. And I feel safe here. I feel safe that people aren't going to judge me for having faults. I feel safe in the fact that people are going to speak life into me and, and guide me in a direction um, that I want to be led in. Guys, this world is full of things and, and they want to lead you in all kinds of different directions and it really doesn't matter what direction they lead you in as long as they can lead you away from the foot of the cross. Because this world is consumed with evil and today, I just want to talk about being different. I think our church is different. I think our community is different. And I think we need to continue being different. Because what I can get when I come to this place, this solitude, this place of worship and praise and house of prayer, as Jesus calls it, this is a place where I can come get positive energy where I can come and, and be in relationship with the Lord without distraction. Where I can come and, and hear about the armor of God and know that I've got brothers and sisters that surround me with biblical knowledge and a love that goes much deeper than skin deep. That they truly care about my life and that they truly care about my family. And that they hurt when I'm hurting and they rejoice when I'm rejoicing. Man, you don't get that just everywhere. That's why it's important to, to be in the house of the Lord and, and come together with like-minded people because we can spur each other on in, in times of hardship and, and depression and all these things that the world wants to hand up to you and is serving you on a silver platter. Man, some of those things look pretty good. But today I want to talk to you about being different. I'm going I'm to sing, or I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Amen, right? <laughs> I'm going to read these song lyrics, um, and you guys probably know it, but it really hit home with me. Um, actually, it hit home with me a couple weeks ago, and last week the Lord gave me a, a different message, but then he put it back on my heart this week. It starts out, it says, I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore. Give me a vision that you can move this heart to be set apart. It says, I don't need to recognize the man in the mirror. And I don't want to trade your plan for something familiar. I can't waste a day. I can't stay the same. I want to be different. When we talk about those <clears throat> first set of lyrics... Micah Tyler gives a testimony before he starts, and he had all these dark things going on in his life. His grandma had been diagnosed with, or was dealing with cancer, and his brother had been diagnosed with cancer, and they went through a hurricane, and their house was flooded down on the Gulf. And he said what he realized when he was praying, that he was praying for God to change all these things that were happening around him. He was praying for change that they would heal his grandma. They was praying for change that they would heal his brother. And he was praying for change that the flood wouldn't have happened down in Texas. And then what he realized he needed to start praying for was praying that God would change him to deal with all these things that are happening around him. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it pretty simple this morning. Because I'm pretty simple myself. You have to want to be different. You have to want a relationship with God. Because at times you're going to have to fight for it. At times it's not going to seem worth it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm just getting real. There's times in my ministry career when I've said, I don't need this. And God says, I'm not done with you yet. You suit up and you hit the battlefield with every tool that I've given you and you will succeed. 
You will have victory because I have given it to you. And I've given you the tools and the weapons to use that you can keep the devil at bay while reaching the hearts and minds of people around you. I know you can do it because you're not doing it on your own strength. You're doing it on mind. And I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. And I have power over everything that I have created. And you're not doing it by yourself. You're doing it with me. But sometimes that battle rages on, right? Sometimes it's wave after wave after wave. And you keep fighting and you keep pushing back. In the chorus it says, I want to be different. I want to be changed till all of me is gone. And all that remains is a fire so bright, the whole world can see that there's something different. So come and be different in me. It says, I don't want to be stuck, or I don't want to spend my life stuck in a pattern. I don't want to gain this world, but lose what matters. And so I'm giving up everything. Because I want to be different. It's easy to fall into patterns, isn't it? It's easy to show up on church on Sunday morning because that's what you do. It's easy to go to church on Sunday night because that's what you do. We're creatures of habit, let's be honest. But one thing that COVID has surely shown me that it's not always a great thing to be a creature of habit. Sometimes you've got to be willing and able to mold a little bit. And what God showed me even further was in my walk with Him, I need to be pliable all the time because guess what? You might have to do this a little different. You might have to talk to this person a little different. Paul says that he became all things so that he could relate to all people, right? Are we doing that for each other? I mean, I'm not talking even about going out and talking to the rest of the world. I'm talking about that in the house of God today, this morning. Are we becoming all things so that we can be in prayer beside a brother or sister in Christ? Or so that we can stand with the brother and sister of Christ? Or so that we can pick up armor and go to battle for one another? That we're fighting for one another? Because guess what? We're fighting against more than people of this world. We're fighting against spiritualness. Things that you can't see. People today, people sitting beside you, in front of you, behind you, may be battling something that you can't see. So when they pipe off at the mouth or smart something off, it's not great. A little mercy and compassion's in there sometimes because you don't know what kind of morning they've had. Right? The person that honks at you in traffic may be taking somebody to the hospital. You don't know. You don't know. And so being different allows us to have mercy and compassion and stay pliable for one another. Gosh, just imagine if a husband or wife became so steadfast in the way of thinking that they were never moldable or compliable to the other. That marriage would not last very long, would it? We have to conform to one another because some days I might be having a bad day and I may not be the best reflection of myself. And Misty, she takes that on. She'll let me know. But she doesn't give up on me. She doesn't walk out on me. She's there to help build me and put me back to the person that she knows God has called me to be. But see, that's the way we should be in the body of Christ, always pointing each other back towards the glory of God, pointing each other back to the foot of the cross. Like, listen, I know that you're having a bad day. I know that you're mad. I know that you're angry. Well, I know that you're hurting, whatever it is, and I'm there with you. But we've got to get back to the point of what matters. I love that song, getting back to the heart of the worship. And all the time, I am forever Sorrowful for the things that I make it other than what it is about. Man, sometimes we we blow church into this big whole deal when all it is is it's about Jesus. 
It's about Jesus and what he did for us by dying on the cross. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. That's why we're here. That's the reason we have opportunity to go spend eternity in heaven because of what he did, not because of what we've done. Then we go back to the chorus that says, I want to be different. I want to be changed. Till all of me is gone and all that remains is a fire so bright the whole world can see there's something different. It says, I know that I am far from perfect, but through you the cross still says that I'm worth it. So take this beating in my heart. Come and finish what you started. When they see me, let them see you. Because I just want to be different. The change of this world, the change of this community, the change of this church starts in here. And every person sitting here today. Change starts inside, right? Change starts inside because that's where Jesus starts. He doesn't care about my outward appearance as much as he cares about my soul. He didn't, tie, he didn't die on the cross for my outward appearance. He died for my heart. He wants us to give him everything that we can give back to him. God calls us to be different in Scripture. And we're going to go through a bunch of Scripture this morning where God calls us to be different. But guys, you've got to want to be different. I can spur you on, encourage you to be different, and I want you to be different, and I want you to be so different that people are like, well, that cat is odd, which I know that already happens in here a lot. <laughs> Kenny is different, I can assure you. Just kidding, love you. <laughs> but we should stick out from this world like a sore thumb. In everything that we do, in everything that we say, we should be different from the rest of this world. I'm going to start in Leviticus just for a second, Leviticus chapter 18, verses 1 through 5, it says, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. After doings of the land of Egypt, wherein you dwelt, shall you not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, shall you not do. Neither shall you walk in their ordinances. You shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. God's telling his people, listen, I don't care where you came from. At this point, they were coming from Egypt. Said, you're not going to do their ordinance any longer. You're not going to follow what they say. And I'm going to send you into the land of Canaan. And you're not going to do what they do either. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Because you're my people and I am your God. And if you do that, all is well. Right? Because the problems happen when we step outside the ordinance of God. Right? I had a guy approach me one time and... Man, he had, had lived this wild life and had a wild journey, and he was trying to get himself right. And I happened to work with him, and we were traveling at the time, and we would spend 14, 15 hours in a vehicle at once, and so we had a lot of time to talk, and he couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> but I got to visit with him about the Lord a lot, and, and finally he just said, Why do I feel like I'm being punished? And I said, well, man, I said, let's be honest. What choices are you still making? I mean, if you choose to party and drink heavily one night, guess what's going to happen the next day? You're not going to feel great. So in a world that tells you that there are no consequences for the choices that you make, we can just sweep those under the rug. You don't have to take responsibility for it. Blame it on somebody else. Right? That's what the world is telling everybody today. You don't have to be held accountable for anything. You can do whatever you want to do. A lot of times it even goes against our own laws and the laws that our country makes. And 
it definitely goes against what God has for us. But guess what? When you make a choice, there's a consequence. Right? There's a time for sowing and there's a time for reaping. And you will reap what you sow. He says the sayings that you sow to the flesh, so of the flesh shall you reap. So when you start talking about spiritual things and living a life for God, God says, don't live in your past where I brought you out of. Don't follow their ordinances. And I'm going to send you into the land of Canaan, and you're going to take control of that. But don't live by their ordinances either. Look to me. Because you're not Egyptian. You're not Canaanites. You are my people. You are my children. You are different than everybody else in this land because I am Lord, your God, and you, you are my chosen people. So you're different. You're different. And, and look at all the things that they did. They went in with lack of numbers and lack of sizes and they took over. In every battle they kept winning and kept winning as long as they were following the ordinances of God. Right? You go in and you got David with Goliath and the, the odds just seem insurmountable and that's a mountain that I can't climb. You're right. It's a mountain you can't climb. But you got God. God says, I made that mountain. I'll get you over it. I've given you the tools. I've chosen you. So that's what he's saying. He says, follow me. Don't follow the the things of the past or the land that I'm putting you in, follow me, you're my children. 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 19. Elijah was running from a wicked queen, Jezebel. And he had kind of gotten down on himself and felt sorry for himself. And at one point he said, I wish I would just die. But in 19, he meets a man. God sends him to meet a man. It says, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth and Elijah passed by him and cast mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. What I like about Elisha is there was no backup plan for him. When he chose to follow Elijah and to step into that ministry, he didn't have a plan B. He was all in from the word go. So I got to ask you guys sitting here today, are you all in for the word go? From the word go, are you all in? This week, last week, have you been all in for the kingdom of God? Are you different? Are you different from the regular church pew sitter that just sits there on Sunday for an hour, draws nothing from it, comes dead, leaves dead, goes through the week dead and does it all over again because we're creatures of habit. Are you the one that came in, got spirit-filled, left anointed by God, and lived his week as to the fullest that he could for the kingdom of God? You know, we talked about Wednesday at our jobs and places of work and things of that nature, not about the job that we have here on earth, but living for the kingdom of God of God and then going to a job that he's allowed us to have. Because see, everywhere is an opportunity, right? Everywhere is an opportunity. God's seen an opportunity in me that a lot of people didn't see. I think it's amazing what God does. I think it's amazing how he picks his people and how we're called to be so much different than the rest of the world. But it takes a little effort on our part, right? It takes a little effort on our part. See, a lot of, a lot of times people just want fire insurance. They don't, they don't actually want to live a life for the Lord. 
They just want to say that they're saved so they don't go to hell. But they don't actually want to live a life for the Lord. See, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. First Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 13. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner and conversation." Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judge according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Forasmuch as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spur. See, we're different in the fact that the reason we have eternal life is not because of anything earthly, right? Jesus shed his blood on the cross to redeem you. There's nothing corruptible. You aren't saved by money. You aren't saved by your house. You aren't saved by your car. You're saved by the blood. And see, that makes you different because your reliance is not of anything in this world. Your reliance is on the hope that is set before you in an everlasting God. That gave His Son for your life. In chapter 2, starting in verse 9, it says... But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have attained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from freshly... freshly fleshly lusts which war against the soul having your conversation honest among the gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evildoers they may be your good works which they shall behold glorify god in the day of visitation see i don't know about you but i'm not the same as what i used to be amen I'm not the same as what I used to be because when I said yes to the glory of God and his blood covered me, I became something totally different and out of this world because I no longer hang my hat on the things that I have, but I hang my hat on the things that he gave me. He gave me his son that I could be forever saved in heaven. He gave me hope that no matter how bad it is here, I still have everlasting glory to come my way. See, the difference is our hope that we have before us. What makes you different in perilous times and, and times that are so out of control and, and seem so far-fetched and, and so evil that you can still be happy and joyous because you know what you have coming to you. And see, that happiness and that joy that God gives you can spill out into other people. Because he calls us to be different, a peculiar people. And in verse 12, it says, Having your conversations honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. See, we have an opportunity to not only be different in ourselves, to be different from this world, but to talk to people about how different we are. Right? I had a lady one time ask me, how are you so happy all the time? 
and I serve, I said, I serve an awesome God. I do. I get to be happy for the fact, not because of what I've done, but because of what he did. He pulled me out of the pits of hell. That's something to be happy about. Every day. You can wake up going, if I die today, I'm not going to hell. That's a good step. Right? Because the rest of the world doesn't have that, guys. I can't imagine going through some of the things that people are going through today and not having the assurance of everlasting life. I mean, you've got people walking literally on the edge of the cliff and not having the assurance of eternal life. But this world is reaching. This world is grasping at straws for things to believe in, to be a part of, to have access to. All these groups that you're seeing spur up and all these movements are gaining momentum because they're being vocal. They're being loud and they're taking a stand. They're gaining momentum because they're doing something different. But they're still of the world, guys. That's, their hope isn't the same as our hope. When this country fades, and it will, they fade too. But when this country fades, we don't fade. The glory still abounds in me every day. His mercies are new. It's so good. What a life to live. And it says, talk to the Gentiles. Go tell the people that don't know. And when they speak evil against you, have good conversation because those, those people are your good works waiting to happen. Mm. Mm-mm. Think about that for a second. The next person that curses and spits in your face might be the next person that you can lead to Christ. Think about that for a second. That's powerful, right? But that's what God tells us. That's what he's telling us. He says, these people that curse you are the people that need you the most. Right? You've seen those people that just get angry with everybody and they, they stay out here and they push everybody back and, and they want everybody at arm's length and nobody gets close. They're some of the people that are hurting the most on the inside. They're some of the people that need you the most. They're the people that need you to stand at arm's distance until they put that hand down and you can come on in. Be so different than the world. Allow God to fill you 100% so that you can act different when persecutions and trials come against you. You can be different. You can react differently than the rest of the world would react. Why? Because you have a hope inside of you. You are a reflection of God's light. It says, so let your light shine before men that they might come to know your Father. Is that light shining bright today or is it kind of dimming out? Man, I hope today that we can come in wanting change. Wanting change in our lives. Wanting to be something different. Wanting to be not what I was yesterday, but a better version of what I was yesterday. Because see, every day I want to add a little bit. Every day I want to add a little bit. That way the days that I don't, and the days that I make some mistakes and the days that I make some bad decisions, I don't fall back as far as what I did before because I was way ahead of where I was. See, let's add a little bit daily. Let's pray another minute in the morning. Let's add another time of prayer during the day. Let's add a, a Bible verse during the day. Man, there's all kinds of apps for everything today. Some good, some bad. But you can get daily devotions now sent right to your phone, your email. Have them texted to you. If somebody has a question about something, you can, 
Google search it and then follow it up with your Bible if you don't, because man, you can find anything on Google. I can assure you, whatever you want, you can find. So be careful. Always back it up with scripture. I will tell you that even if I stand here, go back and reread the scriptures that I'm reading to you today to make sure that I'm not lying to you. Because it's your responsibility. It's yours. Because we're all child of the king. But we've got to start being a little more different than what we've been being. We've got to start coming with a desire to get rid of self. I want to get rid of all of me. I don't want to have anything left inside of me by the time I get to church. That way when I get to church, I can be filled with everything that God would have for me. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. You ever met that person in the grocery store and you were kind of having a hum-haw day and you get to talking about scripture and you get to talking about testimony back there by the milk and the coffee creamer and all of a sudden you just, you're electrified and you just walk out of there and you're like, man, this has been the best day ever. I just had church back there by the coffee creamer. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about because an hour a week is not sufficient to keep you in the glory of God. You've got to have a relationship with Him and that's where you become different because you desire more of Him. You desire relationship with Him. You desire intimacy with Him. You want more of Him always. And so given the opportunity, you choose Him because you can tell that dirty joke in town and country or you can have church. See, that's been a difference in me is getting rid of my foul mouth and conversation and start glorifying the Lord wherever I'm at. That's been a hard transition, guys. I'm not going to lie. Some of those off-color jokes are kind of funny sometimes. But I have chosen not to let them come out of my mouth anymore. Because I want to be a better me today than I was yesterday. I want to be changed. I want to be different. I want all that God has for me. And he says, I have an abundance for you. I have things for you that you could never even imagine. I have so much glory, so much mercy, so much life that you're not grasping onto because you won't give me all of you. But to be different in this world, we've got to start digging into the Word of God. We've got to start holding hands with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We've got to start feeding off one another. Because you're doing your part, and I'm doing my part. And together, we both want to be better today than we were yesterday. We both want to live a more fuller life for the kingdom than we were last week. God, I pray that you be with us this week. And the weeks to come that, that, God, I might live a life more for you than I ever have before. Because, God, you give me life, and not only life, but you want me to have abundancy in life. You want me to succeed down here. You want me to prevail down here. You want me to go after other people down here. You want me to be a peculiar people. You want me to be different. God, I want to be different. Are we to that yet? Do you want to be different? Because I think that's, a, that's the biggest thing in a lot of people's lives is they don't want to be different. Everything's going pretty good and I'm pretty successful and I got a good job and my family's good. Right? But one of the biggest hindrances that Satan can give us is success. Because we get complacent. And we get stuck in patterns. And we go to church because that's what we do. And we listen to this guy stand up there behind a podium because that's what we do. And we sing songs because that's what we do. And we let out about 12 o'clock because that's what we do. And then we go eat fried chicken because that's what Baptists do. <laughs> but we don't have to be stuck in these trends, guys. See, all those things that I just listed off are tradition of man. It's tradition of man. 
I believe it was eunuch traveling along said, why can't I be baptized here? There's water. Right? Why can't I have church here? Because there's two believers standing together. We can have church here. By the coffee creamer. At my school desk. At this flagpole. Beside my car. In Walmart. Guess what? There's two believers here. Let's have church. Because I can get energy off of you. You can fill me with the Spirit because God gave you a word for me and you gave it to me. We've got to start listening to the voices and the tendencies of God and start dropping the tradition of man. Right? This summer has been full of doing church different, right? Doing church different. I believe there's a reason for that. I believe that people need to join together. And guys, when we're not together, I miss it. I really do. I miss you guys. I miss the fire that you guys give me. I miss the spirit that, that swarms among us whenever we're all gathered together because the spirit's stronger when you've got 50 people gathered together. Because there's power in numbers. But we've had to alter things a little bit. We've had to do stuff online. We've thought about doing stuff outside. We've got an FM transmitter on the way so we can do it and people can sit out in the parking lot and listen to what's going on inside. I believe that God is trying to break the traditions of man to get the focus back on him and his kingdom. I believe it. He is breaking a country that said they're so strong, they're so stout, they're so economically well that nothing could ever in this world possibly touch us because we've been arrogant for so long. And guess what? You don't seek God as much when you're on top of that mountain as when you do when you're in the valley. My wife has said one time, if it is something bad and it takes me to my knees where outcome is, is I'm closer with God then it is worth it whatever it is because that's the ultimate goal right I am forever happy for the things that God has blessed me with on this earth but I have to know that everything on this earth is temporal Besides the spirit that resides in each and every one of us. That's what I get excited about, guys. Because you can help put that spirit inside of somebody else. But in order to help people be different, you have to be different. Do as I say, not as I do, right? That doesn't work very well when you're talking about trying to convert somebody. Whenever you're trying to tell somebody about the Spirit of God, whenever you're trying to tell him about his kingdom, yes, we're all going to make mistakes, but guys, we need to try to walk the best we can. It says, what is it so that we can continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, right? He's saying, yes, we're going to make mistakes, but that is not a crutch. It is not a carrier or an excuse you have to want to live better. You have to want to make better choices. You have to want a relationship with God. You have to start desiring change in your life. And the more change that you have, the more change that people around you will have. Have you ever noticed that? How you can make an effectual difference on an entire room full of people? I can tell you at the bank... If one of those girls is having a bad day, it doesn't stay with just one of those girls. Nothing against women, but I'm just saying. It spreads, guys. Wherever you're at, if you go into a room with a foul attitude, you can bet that you will affect somebody else in that room to have a foul attitude. You can bet that that sickness doesn't stay with you, that that sickness is going to carry on to other people. That disease is going to follow you, and it's going to haunt everybody that you come into contact with. You've got to choose differently. 
If you want people to be different, be the difference. Live a life dedicated to the kingdom of God and watch what happens around you. It becomes different, right? I have friends all the time now apologizing for cussing in my presence. I never in my life thought my friends would start apologizing to me for cussing in my presence. But that's the difference that God makes. Because they know where I stand. Because they know what I stand for. And they know the direction that I want to head and that what just came out of their mouth wasn't beneficial for that direction for them or for me. They know it. But because I've chosen to walk differently is now affecting their walk as well, right? I have to start walking different if I want people around me to walk different. But we can do that. We can do that. Because I know, by judging by the look in this room, that all kinds of different places that I can go, I'm going to have brothers and sisters in Christ that are going to be there to stand with me in whatever affliction that I have, right? It doesn't matter where I'm at because I've got a big family now. I've got a bigger family than I ever thought I could have. It's huge and it's everywhere I go that I've got people that will stand with me whenever I choose to take a stand. But you've got to choose to take a stand. You've got to choose to not live that old life. You've got to choose to not live by the ordinances and traditions of man. You have to choose the kingdom of God to be different. It says, all of me is gone. That all of me is gone. And all that remains is God. Because I don't want nothing to do with me. I want everything to do with him. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17, it says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Right? We walk among that all day. Steve tells me about the ignorance at his work. He's, walk, he's walking in a valley there. But guess what? His light shines because he's different. He's different. He chooses to walk differently. He chooses to talk differently. He chooses to react differently. It says, no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. Why? Because they are blinded to the life that is in God. So we have to understand that when we're talking to this rest of the sin-forsaken world, that we were once blinded as well. So we can't say, you... we got to be like, man, I've been there. But let me tell you about something better. You can make this choice if you want to. But brother, I've been down that road and let me tell you, there are better things out there for you. There's a purpose on your life whether you know it or not. You just have to choose to accept it. Some things need handled with a stern hand and some things need to be handled with a velvet glove. But God will discern in you if you're supposed to be there which way you should handle it. But it reminds us to not walk as they walk because they're walking in blindness. They're walking in darkness. They're walking in the absence of the hope on which you stand. So don't sink to that level where they have no hope. You know, sometimes we want to just fall off that train and we want to get just as dirty as they get, right? It's human nature to want to sink to that level, to go below where we stand. But we've got to walk differently in verse 19 it says who being past feeling have given themselves over to the lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness but you have not so learned christ if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in jesus 
that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you have put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, when you think that you have accepted Christ as Savior, that nothing changed, did you see the difference in that scripture? You're supposed to be new. You're supposed to put off the former conversations. He's talking about the old man, the old conversations, the old thought patterns, the old habits. Everything about your old lifelessness goes away because now you are different. You are different. And when you choose God daily, you become different. See, the problem is, is we've lost the desire to be holy and righteous. We've lost a desire to walk closer with the Lord. We've lost a desire to know more about Him. We've lost a desire to learn about His hope. We've lost desire to get closer. We've lost desire to sing praises to Him. We've lost desire to give Him thanks for everything that He has given us. A fire needs to be rekindled, and it starts here. It starts on your knees. It starts in your own relationship with God. If I expect the fire to start in this church, then I better be on my knees fanning my flame and asking God to put a fire inside of me that will reflect in everybody else in here. Right? If we want a church to change, if we want change in our community, then by golly, we better start walking a little different than everybody else in our community. It's time to be different. It's time to want change. See, the church, I believe, hasn't desired true change because nobody inside the building desires to be changed. Before I come to church, I pray that lives will be changed, that minds will be changed, that hearts will will be changed, that there is some kind of change. And if I didn't believe that every time these doors opened and I got a chance to meet with somebody here, that there wasn't going to be a change take place, what is the point? If I don't believe that I can make ineffectual differences through the power of God, why would I be here? But I believe through God's grace and God's mercy and His tools that He has equipped me to make a difference inside of somebody. Right? Because we should come here looking for change. God, I don't want to be the same person I was last week. God, I want to be better than that. I want to work like you work. I want to talk like you talk. I want to see like you see. God, make me different than what I was last week. I can't keep on going like this. I want to see people in a new light. I want to hear you in a different voice. God, I want to feel you like I've never felt you before. Are we asking for change? Are we scared? And we're good with complacency. Are you good where you're at? Because we're not the goal down here. Our strive should be up there. Our strive should be to conduct business in our lives the way God conducts business up there. Pure, holy, and righteous. The only way we get there is knowing more about Him. Becoming more like Him. Excuse me. It says in verse 25, Wherefore, putting away lying speak every man with truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. <clears throat> Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. I want to stop right here because this is one of the scriptures that helps me. It says, Neither give place to 
the devil. As a child of the king, you have to give that territory over. You have to give it to Satan. You have to give it up. God's not going to give it up. God's not saying, yeah, it's okay, go play with the devil for a little bit. You in your own mind make that decision. You say, I'm a child of the king, but I'm going to allow this part of my mind to wander. You let your mind wander. You let one hand rest in sin and the other on God's hand. But guess what? He says, that's not possible. You can't have one hand in sin and one hand on me. You can't have two masters. You can't serve them both. We've got to stop giving place to the devil. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. I want you to think about this past week and all the ill feelings that you ever felt or the, the strange lustful tendencies and, and corruptible things that happened this last week and see if you were the one that allowed it to happen. Just a question among yourself because verse 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Verse 28, it says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of the edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Think about what you say. You know, I was talking about Tell an off-color joke just a little bit ago. Does that bring glory to the Father? No. Is that something that I can change? Yes. And with God's help, He has changed me. But I desired that change. I didn't want to use foul language anymore. So guess what? I intended to get rid of it. I set my mind on it. I became intentional to listen to the words that came out of my mouth. See, our relationship with God is not something that just happens. It has to be intentional. You've got to work at it. Like any other relationship, except for God, is always perfect on His behalf. So it's not like a relationship where down here where me and Annika both have faults. It's I have faults, God is righteous. Right? So He's the goal. He's the glory. He's the one we strive to. says, 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I want you to know that at some juncture somebody has forgiven you for something that you've done. So as you sit here today and as I stand here today, somebody has shown me grace. Somebody has shown me mercy. I'm no different than anybody else except for the fact that I know where the light comes from. I know how to gain eternity through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The rest of this world needs to know that. Your neighbor needs to know that. The person that you're talking to in the supermarket needs to know that. There are people out there grasping for stuff. They want to believe in something. Look at this world, man. They want to believe in something. You know what the number one reason for a kid to join a gang is? Because they felt accepted. Number one reason. They felt accepted. We, as a house of God, should have that appeal on people. We should be that different. That whenever people just walk into your presence, they feel love. They feel compassion. They feel like you care. They feel like you want the best for them. They feel like you're only here to build them up. Guys, this is what we're here for. All those things is what we're here for. I don't care what mistakes you've made in your past. If you're here to serve the Lord, then come on in. Let's get it together.
I want to do it with you. I want to be changed with you. I want to change for you. I want to be changed because of the light inside of you. But it all has to do with our relationship with the Lord. And the way we walk has to start being different. Our desires have to be different. We have to move from corruptible things to incorruptible glory that's in heaven. So when you come into contact with somebody this week, show them the glory of God by walking differently, by talking differently, by forgiving differently, by loving differently. Because we're different. Some of us are more different than others. <laughs> Some of us are just plain odd, but that's fine. But God calls us to be different. We've got to start standing out from the rest of this world. Quit blending in. Live a life for God, not living a life for the church. Live a life for God. Break down the traditions of man and have church in the grocery store at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. <gasps> mm. You can have church somewhere else besides church? Absolutely. It says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. That's what it says. Not my words. We can have church wherever. Let's start being different. If you would please stand with me. I'm going to have Anita play the song or the lyrics that I read. But we're going to open the altars at the same time, guys, because I want you to hear the words of this song. Hear how he sings about it and hear how he talks about it and feel the passion that he is feeling and must have been feeling as he was going through his grandmother having cancer and his brother having cancer and just losing his home. Guys, we've got to start being different. The altars are open. If you need to come pray today, if you need to be different, come pray today.
else today guys the difference starts in us the difference starts in each one of us when we choose to give it all to God when we say Lord I'm done